Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. like getting right into this right off the hop here or what's the deal so we kind of have to because i mean we missed out on trade deadline day um and there was a lot of movement there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of talk about there's i i don't think we're going to cover all of it just because honestly we shouldn't um (laughs) there's some moves that like who cares um so we'll we're going to touch in on the nitty-gritty i went over what you wrote um and i obviously you probably saw what i wrote and I think those are the major touching points. So I think we're I think we're good there. Um, so yeah, so let's get right into it. Uh, lead the way, my man. Well, listen, with the deadline coming on, and I gotta say, the pièce de résistance for me, and you know we're we're getting a pretty good vibe of it here too, living in Ottawa, is of course <laughs> yeah. the the deal made by Pierre. Like the guy did it again, man. Did, like, like was this? at all what you thought i i would have to no it's not to answer that 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 question quickly no it's not what i thought at all i i certainly thought that there was going to have there was going to be more of a cost to this like a flat out here i mean you're getting a guy right now okay like I'm not sure if the senators are going to make it or not, but they sh- they're they're making it interesting. I don't think it matters. <laughs> they're three. They're no, and that and that's the thing too, Marty. They're three points out right now out of a wild card uh, yeah. to catch to catch Pittsburgh, the Pens. But again, like you say, even even if they finished exactly where they are right now, like yeah. right where they are, it doesn't matter. Like the the progression uh, has been good. We talked about it at the start of the year, Marty. All we wanted to see out of the Sens was to play meaningful games in March. Hi, yeah. last time I checked, calendar turned over to March. Here we are, important games, three points back from wild card. They go out and add Jacob Chikrin. Oh, like God. For a first Golly. and two second rounders. Like, like really? You, you, I you, thought it was going to be so much higher, man. Like the guy was, they've been trying to sell this guy off for the last two years. And this is where we landed. Tell me somebody, or tell me somebody didn't already make that offer. Well, and that's the thing that a lot of the media guys and a lot of the pundits were saying is that there are a, a bunch of teams that, that when all this went down over said and done trade call made to the, to the, the league office, there's a lot of teams in the league that are sitting there saying, what the fuck? <laughs> like we, we we would have paid that and more for this yeah. guy. I mean, yeah. Now, I, I this is bad on me. I mean, I didn't realize the guy was basically from the Ottawa area, or I didn't or, know that either. Or or, or has his a heart mass, is mass mass. Oh, dude. Like the whole grandpa thing over the weekend. Oh, uh, eating the Timmy's. Like, oh, are man. you, dude? <laughs> oh my god, pulling like, on all our Canadian hearts, man. That was awesome. No, no but I mean, uh, even when the trade was made, I said, okay, you know, the, the Sens are making a go here and ha- have this guy for at least two years. After yep. I saw Grandpa Tim Hortons with whatever <laughs> uh, uh, chocolatine or whatever the hell he was eating, didn't matter. I, yeah, dude, 
just just sign the eight year deal. Yeah, like, let's get, get this yeah. over. You're not going anywhere. Fine. Your grandfather's Are, gonna be pissed if you guy, go somewhere. <laughs> guys getting guys getting choked up being interviewed in the intermission. Yes. I'm yes. like, are you for real right now? I don't so, know that there's anyone in the NHL that I'm not pulling for more right now than Jacob Tuchin to just continue to well, do well. Like, I love this story. So and, and so do I. And to kind of piggyback on that, listen, I'm the fan of a rival team of this club, okay? Like, they're yeah. in my division. I don't, yeah. really, I don't really want them to do like well you don't hope for it yeah you don't hope for it but listen i i have to say this okay after he pulls this off and from what i understand and the vibe that we're getting here in ottawa and marty me i don't know if you've read any more than i have the last i heard the brinket likes the city yes it is comfortable here um it's not a montreal toronto kind of hustle and bustle that there's right. there's there's a calmness a little bit anyway comparatively to montreal and toronto he's he's like in ottawa so unless there's something that happens here over the next three four five six months here i mean my point is marty i don't see where they're not going to get this guy signed and when they get pen to paper with that guy oh man like like honestly and ah, don't and, and and here's the other thing I was talking to a guy the other day at work. They, they still have Alex Formanton that, to, I mean, I, I think, I have to think that that's kind of going to go separate way at this point, or they would have signed him before December 1st. I mean, this guy can't yeah. play hockey this year, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I just don't see a, a, a reunion there, if you will. Yeah. So they're going to get assets for this guy. Yeah. I, I'm just... And, and like, it just, it never ends here, right? The other Josh thing, Norris currently is not playing. Remember that too. Josh yeah, Norris exactly. is another one, another top name. He's not even playing. Is it, sorry, or is he back? I don't, I, he's out for the season, is he not? I, you know what? I have to only I ran a hockey podcast. I, I, I don't <laughs> believe he's back right now. But okay. the other point I wanted to make was, he's not. I mean, by getting tricking, you, you basically got your number one D. Now, Shabbat doesn't have to play like 29 minutes a game, 32 yeah. minutes a game. He did, though. Did I know. You see that? Reti- I know. See, I know. Still 20, over 25 minutes. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing of it is, and we talk about this all the time as well, Marty, is that everybody's going to slot into their proper place now, right? Like, it's yes. not like Shabbat isn't a number one defenseman, but I mean, you know, in, in Chikrin, you're getting a whole different can of worms, a little bit more physicality. I think a lot of people would like to see him use that 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 uh, size a little bit more, but he's got it. Um, you know, this guy can put up points too, so yeah. he's he's not uh, any slouch on the offensive side. I, I just look. I'm not going to beat this to death. Pierre Dorian, it's it's another master stroke, man. Like yeah. honestly, like this yeah. guy right now is, is walking, like he's walking on water in Ottawa right now, dude. I don't. I don't think he, I, and I understand, I can absolutely appreciate the fact that the Ottawa Senators currently are sitting outside looking in, right? So that aside, though, um, I there is no better GM in the league right now for his team. I do think uh, the, I, I think Jacob Chikrin, Chikrin had um, a bit of a say about, like, I sorry, 
I have to think he had a bit of a. I have to think that Jacob went over and said, "Listen, I would really like it. I would really like to make it work in Ottawa." And and maybe he had some sort of influence on that because again, things don't add up completely with this deal. So it or or it does or it's exactly what it was. It was it was the trade as it was. Take it for face value, and and Pierre Dorian is just that much of a genius somehow. Uh, through conversation, made that deal work. No matter how you slice it, though, it's at the end of the day, it's Pierre Dorian getting it done. And between what he's done in the offseason leading into this year, um, the contracts that he signed, the people that he signed to, the contract lengths that he signed, um, and then now this. I'm There is no better GM for their team in this league than Pierre Dorian. And I... We weren't. We're not that far removed from a time where we're like he need his heads on the on the chopping block. Like he needs to go. We're not that far removed from that. So it's it's quite the about face. Um, but you got to give credit where credit is due. He is one hundred percent the GM of the year. Case closed. I I don't know who's second, and I it's that's a distant second. It doesn't even matter. Well, I mean, when it comes to this guy. And and listen, anybody out there, you can go ahead and make your arguments, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll sit here and listen to them, and and you know what? Maybe there is an actual better GM in the league, like you know, on a year to year basis. But but I, what I will say is this: at the present moment, there is nobody, not even close, fully fully agree with what you're saying, Marty. And the, and here's the thing that I hope, in particular, I hope that Kent Hughes. Yeah, is looking at exactly what's going on right now, and I'm going to tell you why. Pierre Pierre Dorio is just like any other GM out there. He he knew what was going on with that situation. He knew the the, the, the price or what the asking price was, all of it. He he, he was well aware, just like the other 31 or th- in this case 30 GMs. I mean, there's the, yeah. the one team that owns them. So the other 30 GMs are in the same boat. Yeah, but this guy on on two occasions now. Within what the last, I want to say, well, it's a calendar year, but even it's really even less than that. In, Seven in the, months, eight months. In, 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 in the let's say in the span of eight months, this guy has pulled the prover- proverbial trigger on <laughs> two deals now. Okay, yeah. and 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 what I like is somewhere along the line, he. he he hears the name, whatever the Brinkett, some, the, some somewhere the information came out, and there there must have been some sort of pouncing on that to a certain degree. Now, whether there were other teams doing the same thing, you know, I I, I would have to imagine there was. Sure. But I like the way that Dorio is. He's going out there. What's that first round? Let's go. Like let's go. And I know that Chikrin is a little bit of a kind of a bad example and what i mean by that is i mean hell to a certain degree marty i would have paid two first rounders for this guy yeah you're right you got two more years at under five million dollars with that guy yeah like and 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 worst case scenario you flip him two years from now if things go to shit which they won't which they won't they won't no but i mean listen that my point is here is that dorian goes out sees the target goes after it like like a rabid dog he did it twice now. And look what he's done to his team. 
you added a 40 goal, a perennial 40 goal score to your lineup. <laughs> and you just went out and got, argue, I mean, I'm not even going to argue about it. To me, he's the, norm, the number one defenseman now in Ottawa. Yes. Bar, yeah, bar in, especially bar in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you did that for the cost. Like, the, yes, there were other picks, but for no more than only two first round draft choices. Yeah, I, it's it's absolute like, win. Like like we said at kind of at the top of the, the show, Marty. If they can sign Debrinket to an eight year contract, I mean, yeah. we are we already know what we got in Chicken right now. You got another two runs with him. Yeah, you got another two seasons. And I'm sorry, again, I think that it's almost a foregone conclusion. This guy signs an eight year deal. I mean, with all the water, assume. with all the waterworks over the weekend, give honestly, me a break. Come okay, on. he'll take a hometown discount if he has to. So if they can get that done with Debrinket. And what we honestly think after the weekends, like I say, waterworks. This, like, I just don't. I I don't know. I don't know how you cannot say that Pierre Dorian is the currently at this moment, in this period of time, he is by by far the best general manager out there right now. And yes, you, listen, Habs fans, we can we can make arguments. You know, Hughes has done great in the whole nine years. Yes. Just I'm talking. There are other good GMs for sure. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about w- w- in certain situations. I mean, Ottawa's kind of right on the verge here, Marty. We've been waiting for this team to pop you and I for about a year, year and a half now. Yeah. Like, if we were waiting for them to pop before, holy oh. shit, man! Yeah. Like, what? what other than maybe getting themselves like a solid goaltender, and they may have yeah. it in Sogard or this Mandalese down in the minors. True, true. If they if they've got something there, oh man, then look out. Yeah, the East Coast be uh, be on the lookout because this is the team to be reckoned with. Buffalo Sabers two point like kind of that high ah. scoring, a bit high octane. You yeah. know, they, they got some blue chippers on on the blue line. You know. Young yeah, that's the thing. That's what Chikrin really brings to Ottawa is He's that back 24. end now. That's I know. <laughs> and that's what I love about this is that the feeling now on that back end is so so much confidence on that back end now that it's really just a goalie situation. So long as you can figure that out, to a degree, you don't really need a lights-out goalie. You really just need someone who's going to give you a chance to win because you've done so well in other places that... <clears throat> you don't need to go out and find a Vasilevsky, but you do need to go out and find yourself, um, let's say, like a, ooh, like a, a, a younger Jonathan Quick. Someone who's there, gonna, who's going to steal a few games for you, but you really, you don't need to lean on him kind of thing. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. But I, again, a, a better GM for their team in this league, there is none. Pierre Dorio is the man. Now, listen, if, well, sticking with GMs here, couple of guys that I want to talk about. And these are two GMs in Doug Armstrong out in St. Louis and Iserman in Detroit. I think they should be applauded for how they approach the trade deadline. These are two guys that know full well what's going on. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Detroit has got a way outside shot. <laughs> but, but I think the Blues are out. And rather than, you know, holding on to your O'Reilly's, holding on to your Tarasenko's and all of the Barbashev, the whole nine yards, he goes out and he gets himself assets for it. I mean, he, yeah. he I, I mean, he's walking away with two first round picks, a second rounder, 
a third rounder and a fourth. And that's to go along with Jacob Verana, who had gotten a trade with Iserman. Yeah. Yes, they got Sammy Blay back in that Tarasenko deal. And oddly enough, they picked up Kasperi Kapanen. I hope nothing but the best for the kid. I don't know about, I don't know if I like that particular move, but you know, younger guy. The head scratcher. A bit of bit of a head scratcher. It, it's not even so much for the player, it's the cost. It was the cost. Yeah. It was a well, it and was also hefty, the, hefty the time waivers. Yeah, and and yeah, and for that exact reason is why I would suggest to throw in the word uh, the timing of it. I'm not like there must someone Armstrong may have just always had a thing for him, and mm. maybe he's always like I've always wanted to give him a shot. Yeah. I have to believe that's what it was because, like you said, for the cost and the timing doesn't make any sense to me at all. Is it you, like to just to say that well we had to fill a roster spot? No, you would grab someone from your from your affiliate and sort of give them a shot because you know your season's going nowhere. Casper Kapanen, when he comes in, when you bring in someone like him, you're doing that for either a run. Uh, or you bring him at the beginning of the season. You don't do it at the trade deadline like this because it seems like, what, do you think you're, you're going anywhere? What's the point of this? So I have to believe this is because Armstrong's just always had a little thing for him and, and he just wanted to give him a shot and see where that can go. But you're right, well, the I cost mean, was a bit much. Well, I mean, I, I will say I do like the Verana move. I mean, listen, yeah. I, have no, I have no idea what happened in the background because obviously gamble, some, but yeah. something went down there because, I mean, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. in that NHL PA assistance program. So yeah. I don't know what it is, and I don't want to speculate. So whatever that's going on. But, I mean, you know, you got to put kind of a little bit of trust in Armstrong in regards to that thought process and bringing Verana in. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. But I mean, you know, and, and, and Iserman does the same thing in Detroit and he even said it in the press the other day. He's like, listen, we're not a Stanley cup contender, dude. Like we're not flat out. And, and, you know, if, if, uh, he basically said like, listen, if down the line, it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and they can let me go, but we're, we're not there. Like we're not there. I mean, look at the trade he made for, uh, Philip Ronick that came out of nowhere. He gets a first round pick. Yeah, there's another conversation there. Like, what the hell, Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I mean, we we could. Uh, anyway, we're not going to dump on Vancouver today. We're not we going to. Not enough. today. Yeah. But I but, mean, wow, that was weird. Uh, Iserman does the same thing, right? I mean, he, he out in Detroit is Ronick Vrana, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Oscar Sundqvist, and what they get in return is two first rounders, a second rounder, and two fourth rounders. Now, look, I mean. We've talked about Iserman before in particular, Marty. Like, mm-hmm. how, how can this guy's now armed with two first round picks in this draft? I'm like, actually, sorry, does he ch- not I, I have should, more than that? I, I should double check to make sure they're both this year there. But I mean, either way, this guy's going to do nah, damage way. with this yeah. guy's going to do damage with first round picks. Yes. And for that matter, he's probably going to do some damage with the second round. <laughs> And the fourth, it's Iserman. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go as far, but let's call it what it is, man. Why not? This guy, this guy <laughs> look what he did. Look what he did with uh, with Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay, exactly. Yeah. He, and they're still he, a successful franchise. They're still he, a perennial favorite. Like, and this I is just, what he does. He doesn't come in to just build a team to win. Now he builds a team that will win for a long yes. time. And that's yes. what he's doing with with Detroit. It takes a little while to get them there, and that's that's expected because of again the type of longevity that he tries to build. 
does take time to build, but let's say it takes four years to build, it'll last for 10. That's that's the trade-off and it's not an issue. Trust me, Detroit fans, you are in, and they know this, we don't need to remind them, but they're in great hands. This makes a lot of sense. Just be, just be patient and trust me, it'll be like you flip the switch. There will be a year where Detroit all of a sudden gets it all together and it works and now all of a sudden you're going to sit back and go, holy shit, hold on a second. Look at this team that he's built. It's almost like he does it under the radar and you're not really sure how he does it. The players he plucks and gets and then builds around, all of a sudden you, you, you're, you're not aware of it. But it's like, hold on a second. Did Detroit just win 12 in a row? What's going on here? Then you look up and down in the lineup. You're like, wait a minute. He went and got that guy and this guy's here. Yeah, I remember this trade. And it didn't make much noise then, but look at it now. And there, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. look at this. Now you're looking at a, not a dynasty, but you're looking at a team that's going to stay in contention for a long time. And trust me, that's what you want. It's he is absolutely one of the best GMs in the league. We, I know we just gave all this praise over to Pierre Dorian, but I'm saying Dorian's his best, the best GM for their team for his team right now. So is Eiserman, but he's doing something different. They're they're going in different directions. Ottawa's really gearing up because they're ready. They're at that next level. All those players are ready. Detroit's not there, and if he was to force that hand and try to get those players to plug some holes and see to get them into the playoffs. That'd be a huge mistake. This is the right way to go. Well, I mean, it's for me, it's just that kind of that decision making, and it's kind of decisive. You know what I mean? Like these guys understand where their teams are at. I mean, do you think that St. Louis is going to like complete tank here? I mean, they're sitting with <laughs> with Thomas and and Kyrou. Yep. Like Kyrou. Yeah. Like in all honesty, and I know that there's all of these, you know, uh, uh, retool, re this, re that. But I mean. In all reality, it's probably a reload in St. Louis, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he, they're I hoping can, like that, that some they're hoping that some of these picks can, you know, in the next couple of years here, they're not hoping for like five years down the road. And I mean, no. same thing, same thing with Detroit. I mean, they're they're kind of right there. They're sniffing around in regards yep. to the wild card and stuff. I mean, you know, the, the, too many teams to jump over, but yeah, they're they're still they're still playing some fairly meaningful games deep into the season here. Mm-hmm. So. You got two teams that are kind of sort of similar. Maybe Detroit's a little bit more on the upswing, whereas kind of St. Louis is just trying to hold some water here before some reinforcements maybe come in. But I, I got it. I love the asset management. You know, in in St. Louis's case in particular, all those players are going to be free agents at the end of the year. So, I mean, he's walking away with all sorts of dra- draft yeah. capital now. So, anyway. Absolutely. Smart I way to go. I won't beat it more to death than that, but... Uh, quite pleased with uh, Armstrong and Eisman and how they uh, dealt with the deadline this year. So what I kind of wanted to go into was trades that I thought we needed to be wary about because there's on, on the onset, you know, there's, I, it's funny because the players I'm going to, I'm about to mention, uh, there's basically nothing but hype about them. Uh, but in my mind, I, there's a reason why I feel the opposite. <laughs> um, so we'll start right out of the gate with Patrick Kane. Now I'm going to say this right out of the gates. Patrick Kane is a great player. Um, I do think New York getting Patrick Kane makes a lot of sense. It, it is it, it is a move that, and I think what was it? it was two picks? Was it not? It was just two picks. Yep. Yeah. So the price tag, absolutely right. There's so much talent in New York that if Patrick Kane doesn't work out, the team can still be successful. I'm not concerned about New York because they went and got Patrick Kane. I'm just not convinced Patrick Kane is necessarily 
as great. Like people, Patrick Kane, all right, Stanley Cup favorites now, New York Rangers, done. I, I'm not convinced that that's the reason why. They might still be. I, I, could, I can jump on board and say the New York Rangers are absolutely a Stanley Cup favorite. Absolutely. But it's not because of Patrick Kane. I think they were there before Patrick Kane. I do think Patrick Kane has the ability to give them that extra boost, but certainly not with what we've seen so far. So <clears throat> I'm going to, I didn't, I didn't use any of my script there. I just kind of went off script, but what I'm going to say is this. So this is a small sample size and I get that, but the Rangers are 0-2 and have scored five goals in that time. So none of which Kane had anything to do with whatsoever. Kane is a minus two in game one, just under 20 minutes uh, in that game. And then it was, a, again, another minus two in his second game and just over 21 minutes. He's got six shots on goal in total. So it's not like he's not trying to score, but I'm just not seeing anything to get excited about here yet. His defense continues to be a major issue. And let's be real here. He's never been on a team for his defensive prowess. I've seen him described as a black hole on defense. So that's kind of scary. Um, I, 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 there was a play specifically that I'm thinking of that he's already done in uh, New York where he just seemed so quickly out of gas on the defensive end that it's that kind of stuff that people are talking about. He is that kind of liability. Now, the second he decides to flip it on, and he can um, watch out. Very, very, very dangerous because we've seen him do that with less talent around him. So the second he decides to do that in New York, this New York team absolutely is going to be very, very difficult to play with. But both trades that New York has done in Tarasenko and Kane, <clears throat> Tarasenko starting to turn it around a little bit. But again, I'm still not convinced that he's going to be the lights out player everyone thinks he's going to be. And same thing goes for Patrick Kane. Nothing about Patrick Kane's 34 years old Patrick Kane screams rejuvenation in this in this organization nothing about his game have that i've seen on any level for this year tells me that he's going to take it to the next level and carry this team in one way or another. i'm not saying he has to you've got zabanajad you got panarin you've got Kreider, you've got a lot of people who can, who've been there before and deserve to be the ones that carry this team Kane will be that complimentary piece that sort of, you know, the pretty pass in the slot or finishing the pretty pass in the slot, whatever. I'm just, I, I think people need to be wary that if New York does anything, I don't think it's because of Patrick Kane. See, and, and for me, I'll agree with you. Like, I, I don't, I don't think New York needed Kane. I, I really don't. And to me, you, there is there is uh, so much as ha uh, of having too many stars on your team. Yes. yes. And what I mean by that is, okay, let's just take Kane's first game there. It said just under 20 minutes. Okay, so let's just call it what it is. It's, it's 20 minutes and that night. Sure. Yeah. That's 20 minutes that's being taken away from, you know, one of the Chocolate. one of the one of the kids or one uh, of the kids. Yeah, Kako. Tro Trocheck. Uh, like so. Where was the chemistry before Kane shows up? Where is it now? How much is that being disrupted? Like, yep. and, and I mean, New York was a pretty decent team before even Tank Tarasenko showed up. Yes. Like, I, I, I didn't like as soon as I, uh, as soon as it was kind of made public there that, okay, it's, we're just waiting on, I don't know what they were waiting on for two yeah. or three days to, to make this deal, but. Yeah. You know that everybody knew he was going to New York. I'm like, I, I, does this almost take away some of the percentage of their chances? 
Like I, in a weird way, like this isn't Patrick Kane of 2010. Yeah, that would have been a good deal. <laughs> like, I'm, like it's just, I, 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 I'm not sure if that was one necessary. And furthermore, I, I actually would have to probably say it's more <coughs> detrimental than anything. I think because, it has because, the I think it has the pot- equal potential to being a wonderful trade as much as it has to be a detrimental trade. Because I think you hit the nail on the head. There is such a thing as too many I'm not I don't want to say egos. Where are you going to find the ice time? That's the problem. Where are you going to find the ice time for these people? And if a guy and listen, I'll I'll just use this as a, a random example. Vincent Trocheck is having a great year. Yeah playing let's say 16 and a half 17 17 and a half minutes all of a sudden here comes Tarasenko three weeks later here comes Kane boom yeah. we go from like 17 minutes let's say down to 14 and a half yeah okay How, does that you know for a lot of these guys you would have to hope as an athlete a professional athlete they can deal with that and they can deal with the uh, ebbs and flows of it but for some guys once you get into that kind of routine man 17, yeah. 17 and a half a night, second line centerman, getting yeah. getting the job done. All of a sudden, you're you lost three minutes of ice. There is a there is a rhythm and a flow to a game for professional yes, athletes. Yes, exactly. And, and hockey is probably. I'm not saying that it, it it's number one. I'm not saying really it's two, three, or four. But it's one of those games where there's a ton of flow, Marty. As you know, these guys are. On, if you on disrupt that for, well enough, then you're not going to be able to get that game back. So now you've lost that kind of, and and when we're talking about secondary or even in this case third line scoring, because Trocheck, Trocheck or any of the other players like Fernier or Kako, who are now seeing all there's all these other players come in and just take their eat away at their time on the ice. Um, there's two there's a couple elements you can look at that, or a couple angles you can look at that. On the one side, it's like okay, well, physically, like you said, the ebbs and flow of your game, your legs aren't as warm as they would normally be because you're getting into 15 minutes worth of game as opposed to 18. That's a big difference. And then there's the other side where it's like, is it hitting your ego? Is it hitting your confidence? Mm-hmm. And that's going to reflect on your game. So now suddenly, when you thought you were actually giving yourself more depth of scoring, you're actually removing some of it that was already there, something that was already existing. So you've done more harm than good. And that's where I'm saying there's a 50-50 chance here that this can go really south really fast because how how long are you willing to be patient on a 34-year-old Patrick Kane for him to find his legs and find his rhythm on this team? Because it could take a while because of his age. Um, he could have flashes of brilliance, and I think that's what he's good for. I think he's good for flashes of brilliance. Overall consistency, game in, game out. I know last year he had himself a pretty good year. He had 95 points, I think, last season. Was that luck or was that skill? I think this year, maybe more so next year, we'll find out. Moving on. Yes, sir. Max Domi is a hockey player. <laughs> and he's that he currently is. playing... That he is. For the Dallas Stars, I'm putting it that I'm putting it that way because it's tough to say exactly what kind of hockey player he is, and I know some want to say he's a poor man's Marchand, and I get that comparison, but it's quite frankly not earned in the least. Not even a poor version. He's a pest like Marchand, but that's about it. He's had one offensively successful season back in 1819 when he was with the Canadians. I think he had 72 points, uh, 18 goals. I think that wasn't even that much. Um, 
Otherwise, there's just no telling who he is other than a pest. I'd much rather say that Brendan Lemieux is a poor man's Max Domi because that actually makes a hell of a lot more sense. Um, but I don't see why Dallas felt the need for this. I think what we end up with here is a guy who, down the stretch, cost them goals against and maybe even games that really weren't necessary. Like, all this was avoided. I just don't think Dallas had to do this kind of move at all. I There's no... I'm not saying there isn't a place for a player like Max Domi, um, but I, I don't see a place for Max Domi on this team. Uh, Dallas is a tough team to play against already. They've got grit. They've got Jamie Benn. Um, they've got Tyler Singing for you know for a lesser extent, uh, who's got a bit of grit to him as well. Um, a couple of the players who can fill that role as well. So it's it's just not something I saw coming at all. I don't and and yes, he was playing well in Chicago, well enough to get traded um, to I, I suppose a contending team. I just don't have any faith in this. I, I see this eventually they're in the playoffs and he's on the bench or he's upstairs. I, this is an empty move. I wonder if maybe they were trying to block a competing, a, a competing team to maybe get him. I, I don't know. But, but what would be the fear there? That what, what Max Domi is going to come in and score 20 goals for another team? Like it, it's just, um, it, to me, it really reeks of an unnecessary move. I know the fans have already been enamored with him because I guess in his first game, he laid quite the, the heavy hit on someone that they're playing against Colorado. Um, okay, nice, great. <laughs> how is that enough to, to to accept him on your team i know as a fan you're like all right teammates uh, make him feel welcome the whole bit great i but in the I, end i don't trust this and neither do i i, I would <laughs> I, listen i would love to be a devil's advocate here and completely go against what you're saying but that's not going to happen in this particular case i fully agree with what you're saying i really don't <laughs> I mean, again, nothing against the player. He's actually having a pretty decent season considering is, yeah. considering it's Chicago. They're in a complete rebuild yeah. the whole nine yards. Oof. I But I have to agree with your, your statement 100%. I don't know what Dallas felt they needed to go out and get this player for. I, I Without giving the name away, I, I am, as a matter of fact, I think the next guy that's on your list would have been a better uh, fit. True. For, fit actually, for Dallas. Wow. Good pickup. Yes, you're I, right. Personally, that's just it just kind of style of play, whatever. I mean, who we yeah. ended up going to works too, so it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's all relative. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't understand what they felt they needed to do that for. Um, yeah. I, I, and, again, I, to a really small degree, this goes to the, to the same problem uh, that we just talked about with Kane. Like, yeah. Like, where, where are you going to give Domi the time? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he, he so like, to, to me, he's going third line right off the hop. So it's just, yeah, like, I wonder. I didn't even look at that. But anyway, I fully agree with your with your statement. I I just don't understand why Dallas felt they needed to do it. Um, nothing against the player, good guy, but just don't 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 understand. I don't get it. Um, uh, they could have went just, in a number of different ways. For me, yeah. if they, and that's if they they felt they really needed to go out and get somebody. I mean, yeah. you're having a great year as a team. Yep. Like there, there's, and I, that's the other thing that I, that I've, I, I've, and I don't know, I don't know if you've seen the change too, Marty. Back in back in the day, when you had a team not make any moves, especially if they were at the top of the standings, 
it was like, oh, okay, that makes complete sense. Like chemistry, yeah. everything's yeah. going well, you know, yeah. don't, don't fix what ain't broke, yada, yada, yada. Now you have every last contender. We need something. Like yeah. we're going to, even if it's just a minor little thing, like they're going out and doing it. It's almost like these GMs are like, oh, okay. I got that trade out. Oh, great. Yeah. Feels, feels great. It's <laughs> like, dude, did you really need to make any kind of trade? Like, does Dallas really need to make any kind of deal? No. I, no. I honestly didn't see holes like, in their game. I don't know why they felt they needed to do this. Again, that's why I, I threw out like, the concept with of maybe they Same felt- with Boston, right? Like, yeah. holy Christ, <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're the quickest team to 100 points ever, ever in the history yeah. of the league. Not good enough. <laughs> no, we need to <laughs> ball cop. We need to, three more deals. Let's make like, three more deals. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? Now, I, like, I, I get it. They, you know, they there is a little bit of an element, I suppose, that, you know, you, you want. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I'm just like, I, <laughs> I don't I don't quite understand why everybody needs to, like, complete arms race and the whole nine yards. I mean, Boston was having a great, great year. So and okay, so we'll we'll move on to the next one. But I, before we get there, I am going to talk a little bit about Boston and say what's different about Boston and why I'm actually more in favor of the moves that they did versus Dallas making this move. Because in a sense, you can you can put them in the same category, right? They're both at the top of their. They're actually they're both at the top of their conferences. Um, they're both lights out. Dallas thirty four sixteen and thirteen, and uh, Boston doesn't matter. They're the best. <laughs> um, so I, I can, I am actually, and it might sound weird. I don't give them a pass. I applaud Boston for doing what they did. I think the three deals that they did, or the three players that they got specifically, uh, Orlov, uh, Hannah, Hannigan, Hannahan, Hathaway, Garnet, Hathaway. That's it. Not even close. And uh, and Bertuzzi, who's the one on this list here, um, they make more sense, way more sense than going out and getting a Max Domi for a Dallas squad. Um, cause I can, I can tell you right now, uh, I know Tyler Bertuzzi is on this list, which is a negative. Um, but I do have, um, one of the three players I mentioned in my beauty. So we'll get to that later. Anyways, let me just talk about Tyler Bertuzzi. And, and so for me, to me, it, it makes sense only as a way of blocking other teams from getting him and him potentially staying healthy and all that kind of stuff. So he ends up being kind of a, a nuisance for Boston in the way of standings. Should it have been, let's say, Toronto who ended up with Bertuzzi or, or um, Tampa or another team, whatever. Um, I think this is more of a block thing than anything else. So he is a problem for opposing teams for sure, but unfortunately just can't stay healthy long enough for it to matter. So I do think the move, um, I do think the two make sense together, but I don't think Boston actually needed him to be successful. So I I see this only as a bonus if he can stay healthy, but really they'd be fine if he can't. No one would have been upset had had Boston stayed pat. Um, and just having stayed with Orlov and Hathaway trades, both of which current are like fucking genius moves. But Bertuzzi, I'm just, I've got him on here because I, it's again, it's just not necessary. And I wonder if you don't roll the dice, if you got to be careful when you do mess with chemistry in that, in that dressing room. I think Boston knows more about what they're doing with their team than I do, but I do have a concern with Bertuzzi because 
He plays a certain way. I love that they put him um, his lockers right next to Marshawn too. It's essentially the same thing, right? The kind of the same conversation. Bertuzzi is basically a poor man's Marshawn, and I would put that label on him because at least Bertuzzi has the chops to back it up. He's actually shown his game can be elevated. I believe he's got a thirty goal season in him, if not already, uh, in the definitely in the future. So, but I I don't know. I I worry that. With players like that, players that have an edge and, and, and are pests, um, do get you in trouble from time to time. And God forbid Bertuzzi should be a pest at the wrong time because let's say he gets injured regular season and then he feels his worth has slipped a little bit, but he gets healthy at the right time. He's back into the playoffs and then he wants to prove himself so badly that he but he just can't put the puck in the net or something, that he goes out and he does something stupid. He has that potential to lose his cool and cost his team. And that's why I've got him on this list because I'm not totally sure. It definitely wasn't necessary for Boston to go out and get a player like this. So that's why I feel it's it's a bit it's the kind of risk that you don't really have to take from Boston's perspective especially. But I would have liked to see him on Dallas. That makes a lot more sense. Well, I mean, like, let me be clear here. I mean, obviously, I'm comparing, like, back in the day to, you know, a, a great team not making any trades to now today. I mean, it's a different game, a little bit more in way of injuries. And, and of course, in Boston's case, right, that's a bit of an older team. So you want to try and, you know, support that with, you know, any any kind of deal that you can. So, I like, I understand how, how the game is today and how, the, you know, you need to kind of, uh, support those those roles, especially if you're going to be a playoff team. Now, in regards to Bertuzzi, I I don't mind it, but again, I don't think it was necessary. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I it's it's a good fit. Um, I I think that the Bertuzzi style of play meshes well with how Boston plays, kind of a, yeah. a rough and tumble kind of kind of group out there. Um. I, again, it's, I I don't know if it because I do believe they gave up a first round pick for that. If I'm not mistaken, oh, I, I I think it was a first. E- either way, I mean, I know that Detroit kind of made out okay with in regards to what they got. It was at least a second. I mean, it's Bertuzzi for God's sakes. So I know I know at least a second, and we know that Arzman's going to do damage with that. But I mean, this is just another another one of those where. You know, they probably just wanted to, you know, triple check and double check in the whole nine yards to make sure that they had enough uh, for a long playoff run and what they hope was going to be a long playoff run. And, you know, maybe they're in some of these cases, maybe the, some of these teams do have information that we don't have. Right. Like is, you know, <laughs> like it like like is Krejci is Krejci not 100 percent going into the, you know, the, the stretch run here. Oh, and into the playoffs. there's there's an angle, eh? Yeah. So I mean, th- that's the other thing too that we we just don't know, right? And you and you hear about it as soon as the you know, Stanley Cups given out over the next week. You see these guys have been playing with a broken ankle. I mean, Drysaddle I think was playing on one leg for yeah two rounds or whatever it was there, and we found that out after they they got eliminated. But I mean, look, you win some, you lose some. Uh, some of these, you know, they're the fans of that team are just heralding it as a you know the, the, the second coming of of whatever <laughs> in regards to a certain <laughs> player but for all we know that could just 
turn their turn the tides to get it completely the other way, and it just may not work out for them. So we'll see how a it all first works out. A, it was a first and a fourth round uh, in 24-25, uh, but like Detroit in, also know, had to retain 50, 50% of his salary. So oh, No problem. For a first yeah. round in this year's draft, thank you. Well, from Boston. I think it was this like, year's I mean, draft. It's the, it's, it's the last... <laughs> it's the last pick of that round. It's hey, that I'll take it. First round, I'll take it. Um, I'll quickly go through the trades that I absolutely do love. There was really only two that I felt like, oh, yeah, baby. Um, I'll, I'll touch on the second one I wrote down first, and I'll end with the one that I really love. This one I love, but it, it took me a while to love it because it wasn't the first that I loved. So Jonathan Quick to Columbus, not what I loved. Um Honestly, it was a freaking shitty thing to do by by Blake. I would hope that he had a conversation with Quick um, and uh, the GM over in Columbus. Uh, I forget his name. Anyways, <laughs> um, to suggest that Quick... Sorry? Is that what you're looking for, the GM's name? Yeah. Uh, Kekalainen in Columbus. Kekalainen, thank you, in Columbus. That's right. Very good GM. Um Team sucks, but very good job. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, so Jonathan Quick going to Columbus, shitty thing to do. However, I do believe that Blake would have had a conversation with Quick uh, and and try to work something out so that, okay, listen, you're going to Columbus. However, we've, we've agreed that they will do everything they can to ship you right out afterwards. Now, it doesn't mean a trade gets done. Like, it doesn't mean they're going to find something right away. It doesn't mean there's going to be a, another person, another team out there even willing to take him. So it's still a gamble. So it's still pretty shitty to do to a guy who... And then the friggin' pathetic, see you later, little... What was it? Four lines? little poem they wrote about Quick? The guy won you two cups. The guy is your leader in all categories, goaltending. He's been there his entire career. He's done everything for you. He's broken his back for you. And you you got a cute little poem that was like about as pathetic as you can get towards a see you later. Like I honestly, honestly, the gesture by Columbus and what they did, their goodbye to quick meant more than what LA's was. In, well, the, in the way of, in the way of, uh, that's that's, I'll I'll appreciate that one even more than what LA did. LA owes so much more to Jonathan Quick. Okay, listen, I will agree with you in regards to like you know the poem and the whole nine yards, <laughs> but I do have to di- like, dude, you couldn't even outplay a fucking a, a, a an AHL goaltender in Phoenix. Hundred percent, man. Yep. So and yeah. you have you haven't been good for five years. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Even I was, I was even say last three, year I was, was going to say three to five. For no, sure. it's been so, longer. So you know what? Okay, five <laughs> years. I'll even go that far. Like, dude, you have to understand that if we can make a move, and yeah, and if you have to be part of it, like that's yep. happening. Sorry, dude. Yes. Like, I, I, I. Oh, sorry. Not so much that he got traded is my feeling that he, they did him dirty. It's that they traded him to Columbus. Oh well, that's what bothered me. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean. That's the game. I know. Or that's the business. Yeah. That that's that's the way it is. I mean, look at he ends up in friggin' Vegas anyway. Like the nightlife, you got the great team. Like, come on, bud. I mean, just you know. But but, I mean And be and because I haven't heard Quick say anything uh 
derogatory towards uh, LA. I haven't yeah, heard yeah. him come out and say anything. So I, that's why I do think it, would, it ended up being handled correctly. Um, it's just on the onset when I'm like, oh my God, you went and traded your goal, your man to Columbus. Like, God, I hope you fucking had a conversation with him before you did that. And then right after the pathetic poem, I, it just felt really like, okay, you, what the hell's going on here? Like, you can't treat this guy that you're going to build a statue for him and you're going to, this is how you're going to treat him. Like, come on. But then trade to Vegas. I'm like, okay, I think the pieces were there in advance. Maybe not specifically Vegas, but I think the pieces were there and that's why it happened. Because again, you haven't heard Quick say a a thing uh, about LA and how he's like, well, I was really taken surprise or I didn't appreciate or whatever, like nothing, nothing, no peep. Uh, I'll show you how professional Quick is if he is angry, but I don't think he's angry anymore. But I do, I really, really, I think Quick in Vegas makes, it's probably one of the best fits that uh, that could have been for for Jonathan Quick, and and I'll I'll tell you why, and I love this, especially when Thomas comes back, when Logan Thompson comes back, uh, you've got Jonathan Quick who will be f- trust me, he went from a team that was ranked twenty second in the league to eleventh defensively, so right there Quick will benefit from that. He can carry the load for now for as long as he needs to until uh, Logan Thompson comes back. But once Thompson comes back, everybody knows it's his team. What a great complimentary piece Jonathan Quick's going to be with the experience he's had, the cups he's got behind him, and the fact that the load is not going to be on him. He will flourish in that system. He will flourish as the mentor. He will do very well. Logan Thompson would do very well as a result. And overall, Vegas will do very well. That's my prediction. I've been wrong on everything else, but this one, <laughs> I will be right. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, it, on paper, this makes a ton of sense for me. And it, it's exciting. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm not feeling wow, it. Not convinced. Not convinced. No, I am so not You'd convinced. You'd rather have Aiden Hill. Look, they've been getting the job done. Yeah. I mean... I, and and for me, it's it's the sample size here over the last five years. If we're going to go back that far, I mean, Quick has not played well. Yeah. And no. again, I I hate to sound like a broken record, but he was being outplayed by you know yeah and a minor leaguer like yep. And, and you know whether he's having a little resurgence here with a second uh, shot in the league, whatever the case, he was being outplayed. And I I just. I, I don't know. I mean, again, maybe there's information that we don't know about. And Probably. let's just say for argument's sake, uh, Logan Thompson is out the rest of the year. Okay. Now with hey. that, inf- now with that information, yeah, well, let's hope not. But with that <laughs> information, now you understand. Like they weren't going to go out there. And, first of all, I don't think that, you know, well, I guess it's Vegas. They can make anything happen, but it's not like they yeah. have endless amounts of cap space. So I don't. I mean, I, I, no. again, maybe there's information we don't know, but the information that I'm privy of, I'm I'm not sold on this Jonathan Quick in Vegas thing. All right, all right, okay, that's fair. Okay, I can see I can see that argument too for sure. So, but uh, let's end this this around the around the boards with uh, Matthias Eklund. Mm, thank you. Mm, oh my yay. God! I'm so is. happy. Oh, and just this is this is it, right? This is this is finally Tom Holland or Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, this is a it's a podcast now about Marvel. Uh, finally, Ken Holland is doing something. He's finally pushing a th- not all of them, 
granted, but he's pushing some chips in the middle, and it's and it's the majority of them, which is great. Um, this this was such a good move. It paid dividends immediately. Not only was he able to take care of the back end, but he was also able to, to actually do a little bit of damage. He did get a point. Um, he's I don't expect him to come in here and sort of lights out offensively and do it all. Someone had made a good point in saying like, this makes the most sense because, and I understand getting rid of Tyson Berry, ouch, a little bit because he was having a really good year. Um, that doesn't matter. Uh, Tyson Berry, over the last four or five years, since he left Colorado, basically, has just not been the kind of consistently great player that he's being paid to be. He has not been able to have those kinds of seasons in a very long time. Yes, this season, he is actually having one of those seasons, but you can't bank on that anymore. He's At this point now, then it's pretty obvious. He's fairly inconsistent. You can't do that. And with this power play, yes, Berry was uh, quarterback in that power play. Slot anyone in there. It doesn't matter. It's it, the you can put any defenseman there. You can put Boucher in there. You can put um, I think Nurse is already on there. Um, it doesn't matter. Put a, go ahead. Put Eklom on there, and there you go. It'll be fine. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm just he was my one B. Uh, Chikrin was my one A. Um, but there's nothing wrong with this. It, it's not to suggest that Eklom can't do the job. I think he will do it admirably he would be he will he will be that one piece that i mean there's still a couple of holes in edmonton um but he will be that one piece that actually helps fill in those the, the goalies are the other hole uh fill in that little hole a little bit better because he's de- so defensively sound so trustworthy back there that uh, it just i don't know i'm very very excited about this and i i'm excited because edmonton's got a lot of really positive momentum uh right now and i i, I don't see them really slowing down their secondary scoring is just firing and now with eklom in there and, and sorry there was another move that they did i actually really liked it as well and now i can't remember who it was um, they went out and picked up, no, it's not there. Anyways, I'll find it in a minute. Um, like Ken Holland went out and did some stuff. He like finally did some stuff and he did the right things. Uh, oh, there it is. Nick Bookstad. Um, he did the right thing and he gave the fans essentially what they wanted. Uh, but more importantly, what this team needed, um, so now there's not much for us to complain about. Don't get me wrong. This doesn't erase the, erase the history of what he's done leading up to this. However, this is the move that if we get further in the playoffs, I will point to this move, and this will be why. So very happy. What an absolute garbage move by uh, Ken Holland. I just don't under... No, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Listen. If I'm being 100% transparent here, I would have to say that this is probably the best move uh, that Holland has made in his tenure as general manager yeah, of the that. Edmonton Oilers. And for me, the reason is this. You went out and got a guy you spent the first round, okay? If you were to go ahead and make that pick for that first round this year, he's ready in two years, quickest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another two years of McDavid that you lost. Exactly. Okay. So for me, you went out and got a guy, and this is where I, this is where I, I would say it is his best move. He goes, he goes out to get a guy that isn't just like a, a, a free agent at the end of the year. Doesn't have, this guy's got three years left after three, 
after this year. So if, and it looks like the Oilers will make the playoffs. And by the way, I'm not making predictions anymore. <laughs> I predict, <laughs> like I'm, I'm done. Calgary. We're, we're done. We're done, man. It's making me look like an idiot. Next time Any, you predict a team to win the cup, everyone should just stand back and go, oh, this is a team that's going to have a dumpster fire this yeah, year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it looks like Edmonton's going to make the playoffs. And if they, like, they've got, they, they've got them for the next four. Ah, They've got them for the next, and uh, the, the the icing on the cake for me is, and this is just a small little thing, and it's more for us kind of, you know, super hockey fans. He's both a lefty and a righty, and that can really come into play as well. He can play on the left. He's very comfortable on both sides, so that is obviously going to help any team as well just depending yeah. on where you want to slot him in here and there and everywhere. Yeah. So to me, stroke of genius at Edmonton needed something and it was not going to be goaltending. There was no way they no. were going to get anything to help them in regards to goaltending unless they wanted to start giving up roster players. And I mean, serious roster players, Nugent yeah. Hopkins, Zach Heim, and yeah. that's not happening. No. So they, they went the other route, paid up. They get a guy now for, quite a number of years <clears throat> seems like he's very very happy to be there yeah, yeah. so again i i we're, we're tipping our cap here to to, to gms earlier in uh, in um uh, eiserman and armstrong we got to tip our cap here a little bit to to holland he went out there he spent the first and 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 he he went and got a guy that he's gonna have around for a bit here that like this is a guy with term so i i you know, if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, and as soon as I heard that come through the airwaves, I would have been pretty damn happy as well. No, again, knowing full well that my goaltending is my goaltending is my goaltending. Like yeah. it, 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 that is what it is. And yeah. that's what's going to happen. That's what they're going in with. So where else can you, what else can you do here? You don't need anything yeah. out forward. That's, that's, that's not the problem. The problem isn't no. putting the puck in and that's keeping it out. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I think I think they made a great move here, Marty. I really do. And this is again, I I know I'm repeating myself, but this is something that's going to be next year, the year after. Like this is going to be something that they get to move forward with, and I think that's quite important too. And it's about damn time, quite frankly. Oh man, big time. <laughs> oh, speaking of time, oh. uh, maybe we should take just a little break before we uh, head down into check my fanny and beauties and the beasts uh, to have a quick Sounds word from our plan. sponsor. And we'll be right back. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. We are back. Because we were talking a little bit about Check My Fanny and, and, and oh my God. It's a bit of a uh, sad week, actually. It's, it's, it's a somber week. It is. 
Um, for us, yeah. Y- y- yours, yours truly, and and my co-host here, uh, both on the losing end this week. And boy, you know what, Ryan, eh? Those Cougars, I tell you, that's the dream. Thing. I don't trust. The, I don't crushing trust. Crushing dreams, crushing dreams. Because that's what they're here to do right now. And what doesn't help is that he's using one of my fucking players to do it to me. Yeah, at least one of them. Anyways, he's got two of them. Tarasenko had a five-point week, and you know what else? Actually, you know what else he's. He's, he's using Morrissey against me. I never should have said what I said against Morrissey. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, uh, so I lost my week. My streak ended uh, at six wins. And uh, my record now falls to 13-6-1. and one. Um, The Apocalypse had a, <laughs> had a modest week oh with 69 God. points. Highest of oh. the season so far. One player didn't even have a single point in uh, in Lindholm. That's uh, but of course, when you got Connor McDavid, uh, Elias Peterson, Mark Giroux. Shifley, oh, Giroux, had a nine and those are week. players I had too. At, oh my god, uh, Anderson Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky didn't even play that well. He only had one win. But anyways, they had sixty nine. Mike oh had forty eight. Uh, so Jesus. the records. Mike falls to eight, eleven, eight, and one. The Apocalypse jump up to 14-5-1. Royals with the 51-36 victory. They move up to 14-6-0. And the Bucks with a 39-34 victory. So they move into a tie with me at 13-6-1. So it looks like this. Apocalypse sitting pretty, number one. Royals sitting pretty at number two. Tied Bucks and Brigands at 13-6-1. But the Bucks would take the uh, tiebreaker because they've got slightly more points than I do. And Mike is... All but done? All but done? It's fini? Are you out? Because you're not. Listen, I would have to... Okay, first and foremost, at this point, to... And sure, there's... Sure, I suppose I could mathematically still win the championship. Mathematically? But Those are the words of losers, eh? <laughs> dude, it's like mathematically. Like I, I, I'm not even. I, I'm if I'm being honest, I'm just. I'm sitting here debating. Do I even have a shot at the frigging division? Like, let alone. Like, oh, uh, yeah. like, like I'm just, and I'm being just like completely honest. Like, yes, mathematically, I suppose I do. Literally, like. But yep. I, my God, you need like but four. T- you need like four teams to go on like losing streaks. Like it's exactly. not happening. That's what's hard. No. It's not happening. Like there's a reason why I put some players on the block there at the end of the week. Yeah. I mean, the main reason was to prompt your brother that, that it was my birthday, but he failure again. Oh, it was your birthday? What was your birthday? March 2nd, my friend. March 2nd. Lennon's <laughs> is March 1st. I'm so sorry, my man. Happy birthday. What the Happy hell? No worries at all. <laughs> hey, no, you remember know. you remembered your own kid? That's that's the that's most important thing, man. That's the that's the one that matters. That's it. Anything so, outside of my house, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I I just got handed it to me last week. It, it's it's oh, been it, it's been a bit of a shit show for the dragons since uh, since Christmas. So since, <laughs> it hasn't been a good couple of months here. Um, yeah, I, I, at least I'll be holding on to that uh, that trophy all summer. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm enjoy take, it for now. Oh, dude, I'm taking it everywhere. 
I'm taking it everywhere. I'm sending, <laughs> sending grocery out. shopping. Oh, dude, I'm gonna like I'm taking it camping. Like it's it, yeah. So so just know if uh, if the dragons do not manage it, I, and I don't even know why I'm saying this. Like we're it's it's so pretty much done right now. It's anyway. It it, it but it's still. I'll be honest. Too many though, teams. I mean, too many teams I'll, to jump. It, Exactly. And I think that that's the sheer fact that you're still mathematically involved still makes it interesting because should you so happen to get in or onto agonizing. a hot, hot streak or agonizing, true, yeah. But let's say you go on a little bit of a hot streak, you're still in it. And so are the other teams, obviously. So the, the, there's still five teams that, that are competing right now and it's still very, very tight. And it's still like the one, you know, I lost, which brought me out of a tie with my brother, which put him in sole possession of first. Um, but it, it's still just one game between him, the Royals, the Bucks, and myself. So there's still so much. There's still seven weeks left to play. So there's still going to be yes. so much. Every little win, every little loss, they're all going. We're all going to keep shifting around. So you're not like you're only two games behind me. You're only two games behind my dad. You're only uh, a game and a half. Uh, uh, no, yeah, a game, or sorry, three. Six, six weeks well, left. Two and a half, yeah. So anyways, all I'm getting at is that it's there's still a lot to be interested in. You can still you can still pull this off. Um, it's it's hey. just one of those years where there's too many contending teams. Listen, dude, you're dreaming in Technicolor again, okay? A little bit. It's, a little bit. it's we're, kind of, we're kind of done here. Care. We're uh, kind of done. Uh, there's many more teams that are in what I would like to call the driver's seat. Um, yeah. And, but I'm actually, not. sorry, I'm playing against my brother this week, right? Yeah. That, yeah, man. So let's say I pull off a miracle and I beat him, which pulls me into a tie you with mean my a miracle. Brother. You just went on a six game winning streak, bud. Like you were, ha- you were mowing down top teams. Yeah, but he just came off a sixty-nine point week, and I had thirty. Oh, whatever, it was luck. <laughs> so that's all, that's kind of why it was all luck. It was all luck. It was all okay. luck. But anyways, my point is, that let's say I beat him, so then he and I are now tied. It brings you within two games. Do you consider yourself out of it as desperate as, or uh, as out of it as you are today? Would oh. you would be would being two games out of it? I'm saying that at that point, let's say I beat my brother this week. I say that gives you a little boost to be like, oh, okay, maybe there's, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'm playing so. your dad. I'm playing your dad this week and you got your brother. So oh, Jesus. Th- there's two huge wow. matchups right there. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Flat out. Like if there's. So who's any, Ryan? Who's, if there's, if there's so Scott's playing to, what? Against uh, Jason? A bag of pucks? Uh, like Tom, good for Scott. Tom. <laughs> He's playing Tom. Tom this week. He's lost seven in a row. Excellent. <laughs> it's like. Fucking Scott, Jesus! Like honest to God, if Scott doesn't win, he doesn't. He doesn't have like he should just. He should pay all of us double for for like. Dude's got the easiest schedule down the stretch. Like, come on, this guy's got to get it done. And I'm actually surprised he didn't make any kind of last minute deal at the end of the deadline. But I think he was. He he's got a good team, and I think he was worried about messing with it too much, right? Like he's so close. He's so on the cusp of winning. At least this is how I would look at it. Like I'm I'm so close to winning one one bad move because the way that Joel is playing and the way I was playing yeah one wrong move you'll lose four points and that could lose you the week and if you lose the week oh my god it means a lot so well I mean just some interesting tidbits here I mean the last three weeks for the apocalypse 
will be against the Royals, the Dragons, and the Brigands. So he's kind of, well, my team hasn't played like it should should have if you look up and down the roster. Still a good team, though. Mm-hmm. You're right. They have it, but still a good team. But so they can't. They're, he's he's kind of he's got some tough matchups there to kind of finish it off here. Um, yeah. You play your brother, I think. See here, twice, two more times the rest of the year, I think. Or is it only the yeah. once? I don't know. You've got I'm you, pulling it up right you, now. You've got him this week, and mm, looks, that looks like it might be it. Nope. Yeah, I've uh, just got him. That's it. Yeah. I got so, this is the last one I get, I get to play with him. Then it's you, and then it's my dad, and then it's Tom and Ryan, and then you again. So this my will be a pr- pretty big of, week for you. This is a pretty big week for yeah, you to kind of reel him back in, get him within yeah. striking distance, and yeah, some big matchups this week, man. And flat out, if your dad manages to to hold me off this week, um, I like it's, that's it's, it. So it, it That'll wow. be it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have to win out. Mathematically, mathematically, (laughs) Uh, um, I like I said, I have to win out to to have any. Yeah, I mean, your brother's three games up on me now, so. Yeah, yeah, and and so you kind of have to. If you beat my dad, and I beat Joel, then it's not a mathematically situation. Then it's like, oh no, legitimately, you still have a chance. Because if you so, do happen to get hot at down the stretch, that so, will be the most important thing. So I need you to do your goddamn J-O-B this week. Well, I'm fucking trying, and I don't think anyone's really playing anymore. Well, I hope you put <laughs> Actually, what in. hurt me last week was, so because the weeks prior, the Islanders were playing like three games on average, four games here and there kind of thing, and Brock Nelson was on a tear. He was a big reason why I was doing so well. Um, I had to sit Alex Ovechkin. That's another thing that hurt me. Um, and a couple other players who were hot for me, I had to sit uh, or who just decided to go cold, basically. Um, so, yeah. Oh, Tavares is out. He's not playing Tuesday. Ooh, that hit yesterday, eh? Oh, it's an illness. Never mind. Expected to be out until March 11th. Mother of God. Won't, well, that's when their next game is. That's why. Okay. All right. A little bit of a breaking news there. Um, oh yeah, and just uh, side bit. Uh, William Eklund uh, played as uh, he brought. He was called up yesterday for San Jose, playing on the top line, and uh, got himself a nice little point. So um, go, for those of you out there who don't action. know, he's yeah, he's a future star for sure, and uh, he looks to 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 stay up there. He's on the top line power play and even strength. So William Eklund, someone to look at right now. Um, for sure, in terms of uh, maybe Beauties and the Beast. I didn't put him on there, though. <laughs> Speaking of, should we switch over to the Beauties and the Beast? Or, although this. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Let me. Re- 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 let's rewind the tape. <laughs> beauties and Beauties. Yes, nothing but Beauties, baby. We were That's feeling it. positive today. I, I, I couldn't. I mean, I had written down my three beauties, and then there was one last guy, and I'm like, oh, man, I need to write a friggin' beast. And, like, I can't do it. Like, I, I need to get this guy in here. I've been <laughs> thinking about putting him in for, like, the last three weeks. And you know what? We'll oh, okay. actually, and you know what? We'll actually start with them. So okay. one, one of my four beauties this week is Philip Gustafson. Dude, we talked about him a couple of times this year. I believe he's yeah. actually been in our beauties a couple of times this year. I think so. He he's been a hell of a move by Bill Guerin, man. 
Like to yeah. the point to the point, like yes, it's only twenty nine games played this year. Um Oof, he, numbers though. Wow. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he's second in goals against average and second uh in save percentage league wide uh behind Allmark. So oh, okay. <laughs> you know they went out you know, Talbot wanted wanted out. He wanted to, more playing time and he wasn't gonna get it behind Fleury, so they bring in Gustafson to kinda you know, spell any kind of issues that uh, Fleury may have or has had all year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it, it it's just gone extremely well for for both organization and for the player to the point where yeah. I do think they may they may have found their next goaltender. Poss- I would have to possibly. Agree. I mean, I want to see a little bit of a bigger sample size. You know, start getting into 45, 50 games, fifty five mm-hmm. games a year. I mean, he's only played the twenty nine, but He's played very, very well. And I'm talking like quality starts here. Uh, you know, yep. he's completely and utterly outplayed uh, Flurry by a, a wide, wide margin. Um, I mean, not to the point where if they get into the playoffs, that Flurry's going to be your game one starter. But I really yeah. do think that they've got something to work with here moving forward. Um, he has been stealing starts away from Fleury most of the year here. So there's a reason he's played 29 games so far this year already. So this could be, end up being close. I won't say exactly, but close to a 50, 50. Um, so, you know, keep your eye out for this guy going into next year. Uh, Fleury is signed, uh, next year as well. He signed for two years. Um, but listen, I mean, the way things have gone this year, uh, I'm not saying that Fleury won't be back, but is it going to be a true 50-50 next year? Like, no questions asked. And that would basically be Gustafson's floor. He may even, you know, get more of the starts and potentially take over from Fleury and just Fleury be a bit of a mentor more than anything else. So we'll see how it all plays out. But suffice to say, uh, Gustafson is definitely one, uh, has definitely won some fantasy managers some, uh, some weeks uh, in goaltending categories for sure. Uh, next guy up, Quinn Hughes. We haven't really talked uh, much uh, about this guy, and I I wish I could have I should have written the stat down, uh, but I think he was one of the quicker defensemen to get to two hundred points, uh, and it was in a yes, just he, a matter of he, games. he broke the record. He broke the record. Quinn Hughes breaks Brian Leach's record for fewest NHL games to two hundred assists. That's so, the I record mean, he broke. So, I mean, you know, listen, uh, we all know how it's gone in Vancouver this year. Um, we're not going to, you know, uh, cry over spilt milk here. It's, it is what it is. They're, they're in a bad spot. They're, they're kind of going around in circles in regards to uh, roster makeup and how they want to go about it. But having said all that, you know, this kid kind of came into the league and turned heads and continues to do so. Um, it's unfortunate that it's kind of being clouded over or blanketed over by uh, team performance. Yeah. But, you know, and these are the types of guys. And, and you know, we're, we're all, we all make this, the mistake, you know, maybe we stay away from guy, uh, this guy from Arizona or this guy. Or Listen, the, some of these guys, I've got to score on these teams. So, yeah. and a Hughes is, gonna, is one of those guys that they're looking to for that production. Uh, and he has delivered uh, more than his fair share. That's for sure. Um, hopefully things turn around a little bit for the organization. He gets a little bit more of the, uh, limelights, uh, you know, shine on him. And, uh, right. Hey, I mean, let's, uh, let's just get the year kind of done and over with here in Vancouver and see what the future brings. We'll, we'll see. 
Um, next guy up, Pavel Busnevich, uh, had a great week for me in fantasy. Uh, too bad he couldn't put up another, oh, I don't know, 15 to 20 points for me, <laughs> you know, just to kind of make, just kind of make up the difference if you will. Um, but the reason why I have him in my beauties this week is I think this is a guy you probably want to keep an eye on, especially, uh, in, in those, uh, pools that do have playoffs that basically are starting any time there now, uh, with the blues, I would have to think with all the trades that were made, I mean, this is one of the one of the guys left out of that top six. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him. Health has, has been about the only issue that has ever stunted him from, you know, kind of hitting that next level. Uh, what I mean by yeah. next level is he's kind of that 75-point guy. Love to see him maybe try to get to that 85-point level, kind of just below 90, if you will. Uh, injuries have kind of stunted that a little bit, but... With the way that things have gone uh, going into the deadline and coming out of the deadline for the Blues, I really do think this player is going to see a lot of ice time, uh, a lot of prime time on the power play for sure. Uh, I mean, in any of your daily fantasies, if for whatever reason, uh, you know, you got a guy that's he- heading out of the playoffs, not in the mix. Uh, this may be the type of guy that you might want to get your hands on. Uh, he's he's definitely going to get a ton of time here now with uh, guys like uh, O'Reilly and, and Tarasenko out of the mix. So... Uh, keep an eye on him uh, for your St. Louis Blues. Uh, last beauty for me this week, um, and talk about one hell of a way to start off your tenure with the Carolina Hurricanes. It's uh, Ghost Shane Gossespierre. Guy scores. Jesus. Guy scores a goal in his first two games for the team, um, kind of fitting in seamlessly. I, I don't. I don't mind this move whatsoever for, for Carolina. I know that Carolina was criticized a little bit for not doing much uh, leading into the deadline and coming out of it. But again, that's a really solid team. Uh, you know, they know what they are. Um, do they need to kind of get a little bit over this kind of second roundish conference finals hump a little bit, you know, you'd like to see them really push and see if they can make it to the finals. But I, I, I think it's a pretty stout move, pretty pretty sound move to bring in Goss the Spear. I mean, you're kind of pairing him up with a, either, you know, a Jacob Slavin or a Brent Burns. Either way, your defense is getting a little bit deeper. So um, it, it's it's a nice little trade to see for him to get out of Arizona, possibly do some damage in the playoffs. Um, he's been pretty hot lately, if I'm not mistaken. He's got like six points in his last, last five games. Uh, so yep. this, is, uh, this is definitely a guy you kind of want to uh, get – and again, daily fantasy. If he's if he happened to be available for whatever reason, get your hands on him right now. Like right now, it'd be a hell of a good time, especially with those playoffs coming up too. He's honestly been playing a lot better ever since he got out of Philly, um, which is saying a lot because he went from Philly, which you would assume is a better situation than where he went, which was Arizona and where he's been. Uh, and now that he's in Carolina, um, look out! I, I see this being. Very dangerous for the opposing teams going up against Carolina now. So, uh, good pick. So, uh, I, I obviously I will do the same. I've got nothing but a uh, positive thing to say about these NHL players. Uh, and I'm going to start with Dmitry Orlov, or as some have named him, Bobby Orlov. So, you know, comparing him to, to I know, comparing him to the great Bobby Orr might seem like a little bit of a stretch, and it is. Mm. <laughs> um, you kind of understand where, he, where they're getting that. He's oh, yeah. up to nine points, three goals, six assists coming over from the Washington Capitals. Um, he's not the main man in Boston either, and that's a good thing. He really rounds out the secondary scoring in Beantown, and this to me reeks of success for both player and organization. So, dress him if you got him. 
Because quite frankly, this is the kind of move that has obvious success written all over it. Because he's he fits right in with this system. Again, not on the he's not their number one defenseman that they're gonna lean on. And he comes in there with I, I see him just loving the situation that he's in right now, and that's why he's doing so well. Uh, the players around him do really well with him and vice versa. So this is a win-win. So absolutely, he's most likely available. Um, well, sorry, he was most likely available before he got traded. He might not be now, but if he is for some reason, uh, because no one's paying attention to him, uh, nab him. Because I don't see this slowing down. This is a Boston Bruins team that will make a Dmitry Orlov that much better. Again, Bobby Orlov is a bit, is a bit much. It's cute. I get it, uh, but still, it, it, there, there's some justification there a little bit. <clears throat> Dawson Mercer, are you aware of them? Has he been oh, on I your am. radar? Oh, yes. Bit? Yeah, I bet you I, are. I believe he was one of my uh, beauties last week. Last Was it last week? I think so. Oh, shit, are you really? But, but he's okay. been well, that hot. Yeah, but he's been that hot. That's the thing. Yeah, he, he actually, he really has been. Six goals, five assists over his last six games. He's already eclipsed his personal best from last year, which was 40, which is now he's at 45. I believe his personal best was 42, 43, something like that on the season. Uh, and there's still lots of hockey left. Uh, he's on the top line, even strength. And for the time being with uh, Hersher and Tatar. And then the second power play duties, which pairs him with Palat, Hula, Sverson, uh, Severson, and Tatar again. So I have a feeling this will stay this way um, as this is about as great a secondary scoring that one could hope for in New Jersey. I see no reason to keep him uh, to, I see no reason not to keep him, sorry, in the lineup as this New Jersey team is one of the most consistently offensive teams in the NHL. And honestly, Dawson Mercer, I, there's something about the way he's been playing with this team. It feels like this is a ramp up, it, believe it or not. Like, I, I feel like there might be six goals in six games. I'm not suggesting that this uh, is not only sustainable, but it, he will continue to grow even faster this season. Um, but I do see him coming into his own and it, and it might be this year too because he's obviously been on a tear i'm sorry i did not realize you had him as your beauty last week as well um maybe i should listen to our episodes more often <laughs> um but anyways it, it's not that it's not deserving of this week too because he is just at flat out playing awesome hockey no and and and, and in regards to mercer himself like i said it last week they bring in timo meyer and if this oh, yeah. if if this guy is even do he doesn't even have to hit the next level right now if he does exactly what he's doing right now, True. like it's just that team is going to be a really really hard out in the East. I I still think yeah. they're I still think they're missing some abrasiveness. Um, I'd love to yeah, see, see them that. have I'd love to see them have somebody who can kind of uh you know may, maybe some sort of a little pest if you will, but I I don't know man I'm really high on Nastas and Mercer. Um. I, I really do think that this guy could could end up doing some damage for that team here over the next couple of years. Sexy. Um, next guy, Mike Matheson, which I'm assuming you know all about as well, with uh, oh, three yeah. goals and four assists over his last seven games. Defenseman. Um, I'll say this much. He's been given an opportunity, from what I can see, because I, I, I went in a little deep with him. But for now, for Montreal, he's been given an opportunity that he's most likely never had before. And he's only, he's at 29 years old, so it's saying a lot. But he's played in this league for seven years, coming in from Florida, uh, a two-year stint with Pittsburgh. And this is his first year in Montreal. So Florida and Pittsburgh have always had their core D 
sort of in place. So there's never really been a, a spot for him to slot into. His, his average time of ice has always been somewhere around the 20 minutes. So it's not like he wasn't given time. Doesn't necessarily mean he was given the opportunity. Um, but right now what I'm seeing in, in Montreal with him is that there seems to be a little bit of trust. He's time on ice has actually increased to 23 minutes per game. Uh, he's playing important minutes too. Um, he's got top line minutes, top line, even strength and power play. So if you ask me, it seems like he's been given a trust, uh, a lot of trust with this team. Um, he's been given an opportunity to, Hey, all right. Are you the D are you the, the guy that can quarterback, this team on the power play and on and with our best players on even strength, are you that guy? And it seems like maybe he's answering the bell a little bit. Seven points, three of those goals in his last seven games. That says something. So maybe there's something there. I mean, the nice thing about him is he's from the area, right? He's a Montreal kid. Oh, is so, he? Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was a big reason why they... they they were willing to take on that contract because if I'm not mistaken, including this year, I think there's another three years after that in regards to what he's got left. Um, but, okay. you, you know, Marty, you've pretty much said it all. He's he's really been comfortable. Listen, he knows exactly where that team's at right now. He knows exactly what he's there for. Like he's there to kind of mentor these young kids uh, along, be a stabilizing force, if you will. Uh, can definitely has done damage on other clubs in regards to their power plays. And, you know, is obviously the main guy in Montreal, as long as he's healthy, um, you know, the production is obviously there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm actually quite surprised with his production over the last little bit. Um, uh, it, I mean, it's a point of game. So you can't argue with that type of production with where the Habs no. are at, with, with where the team's at. Right. So, I mean, for for Montreal, for what they they need right now, I I don't think there's a, a better piece. And again, the guy's from the area, so he, he knows the pressures. That's a good story. He's, he knows That's the good. pressures. He knows uh, about the uh, the fan base and and how how it can be. I mean, it can be Marty. Yeah. We all know it. It can. It's it's if the team's going well, it's the greatest place to play hockey. And if the team and if the team is not doing well, or if the team is not performing well, or not giving an effort, then it's the worst place to play hockey. So, yeah. I mean, he he knows it. He knows the ebbs and flows, and and that certainly helps yeah. with the with the the young kids. That's for sure. Yeah. And my last pick is not something I'm going to dwell on too too much because, quite frankly, I'm getting tired of talking about him. Josh Morrissey. That's three weeks in a row I've had to talk about this guy, and I don't want to, but he continues to force my hand. Four goals, six assists over his last seven games means I honestly need to just stop doubting him. Uh, but the only thing that I got right in my post-All-Star break prediction was that Winnipeg was going to come back down to earth. But this guy has really, like, he got 11 points against me in our league, uh, a big reason why Ryan won last week. Um, so, okay, I, this will be the last time I put him in. I don't care if he puts up 30 points next week. I'm just going to stop talking about him because uh, I feel like every time I talk about him, he just goes on some sort of a tear. So I'm going to leave it at that. Josh Morrissey is the real deal. I apologize for ever doubting him or his skill. Um, yeah, fucking jerk. <laughs> and and yes, he is. I tried like hell to get him at midseason after Ryan picked him up and no dice. Oh, no, but God. what I will say about someone like Josh Morrissey is it's always interesting and fun to see, you know, listen, we play fantasy and, we, you know, the ups and downs of it and, you know, the agonies of it and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, even to a certain extent, Eric Carlson this year, right? Like, it's cool to see. Yeah. 
to see him come back to that level. It, it's kind of cool yep. to see Morrissey, who was just kind of puttering along at it, like a 42, 43, <laughs> 44 point guy. And he completely yeah. blows up. He completely and utterly blows up this year. Yep. Nobody expects yeah. it. Marty, nobody expected it to the point that this individual was available at our mid-season draft. Now, granted, yes, we only have eight teams. We don't have the usual 12, blah, 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 blah. But this guy was ready to go, <laughs> was a third pick, I believe. <laughs> I think second or third pick overall. Uh, I mean, yeah. so nobody expected this from Josh Morrissey whatsoever, uh, including the Winnipeg Jets, I would believe. Um, I would imagine. I, I, I don't know if Rick Bonus unlocked something. I, I don't. I have no idea. Um, but this this kid is playing with a massive, massive amount of confidence. And yeah. I, I don't know about you, Marty, but that's something that you don't catch uh, watching a hockey game very often. But I find myself seeing that in him when I see the Jets play. He just, I, I don't know, man. He... He just, the eye, t- whatever you want to call it, the eye test is yeah. bang on for me in regards to this player this year. Um, I not much more to it's say. It's just really otherworldly. It, it, it really he is. Really man. didn't. He never sniffed anywhere close to fifty. Uh, the closest he ever got was thirty-seven last year, and that was his one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, seventh year in the league. He got thirty-seven. That was the highest he'd ever gotten. He really came out of nowhere. So I don't know if we give all the credit to Rick Bonus. I don't know if we we say that Josh Morrissey just needed a little bit more time to figure it all out. He is 27 years old. Um, but it's just, I mean, I'm looking yeah. at his his other stats in the WHL as an example. He had a great year. He had one great, well, sorry. He had a great year in Prince Albert, uh, the Prince Albert Raiders, where he scored 73 points in 59 games, 28 of those goals. But prior to that, it was 47 with 15 goals. It was 38 with 10 goals. Like, it wasn't, this doesn't, this doesn't add up. It kind of. But it doesn't mean it's not real. It kind of goes to show you, though, right? Like, as long as you have, I'll put it this way, as long as you have somebody in your corner. Okay, whether that's yeah. the, the defenseman coach uh, on that particular team, the actual head coach, maybe one of the assistants. Um, yeah. My point is, is you got to have somebody kind of pulling for you in your corner at the very least. And yeah. and sometimes, like Eric Carlson came into the league, started ripping it up. Kale uh, yeah. McCarr comes into the league, starts ripping it up. Guess yeah. what? Not everybody is like that and not everybody is going to develop to that maybe at 27 if we could have saw uh, you know uh, something into the future and 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 known that Morrissey at 27 years old was going to figure it out okay well and good but there there's nothing like that and maybe just took him that long to have that much confidence in himself to say no I am that good and a lot of times and you'll hear players say it too, right? They kind of have their welcome to the NHL moment or, you know, you, you hear a lot, sometimes a lot of reporter will say, you know, when did you know that, you know, you could play in this league? And every <laughs> every player has that moment where they're like, oh, okay. Like I, yeah, Crosby's on the other side of the ice or, or, <laughs> or McKinnon or whoever, but I, I'm, I'm playing at their level. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I, I am a good hockey player too. 
So you have yeah. those those kind of mo and it, you just got to wonder if maybe Morrissey kind of hit that a little bit. Anyway, I'm not going to yeah. talk that to death, but there you are. And there they are. All of our beauties and no beasts. None. Not a one. Not a freaking one. That's what There you All have right. it, my man. There you go. Well done. Thank you, Seth. there for listening if you are interested in reaching out to us you can email us at two guys elite and some guests at gmail.com you can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com or you can follow us on twitter for all of our info our handle is at twogalag that's the number two followed by g-a-l-a-g thanks for listening and until next time